Triple Option back in studio this week talking a little bit more Indianapolis sports. Got the Indians up first, and they continue to do fairly well. Looking at the schedule here, they went last week. They started off the week a little rough, but they went 3-3, three and three, and they got a day off. And then on this upcoming week, they finish up a road series and then will be at home starting tomorrow all the way through next Tuesday. And Pops, I actually wanted to post a question to you because we kind of talked about the number one prospect in Pittsburgh system, Garrett Cole, is in the Indians roster. And we were concerned because, you know, it is a minor league team and you kind of usually, I think, want to get the jump earlier in the season to see minor league teams before talent starts moving up as they progress. But the Pittsburgh pitching staff has pitched really well so i guess barring injury because obviously that's always the wild card do you expect i would imagine that they wouldn't mind him staying the whole season and, and getting some seasoning and not really starting his clock right more than likely i mean if they're gonna if they're having that much success and then they're the pittsburgh pirates are among have the most most the best pitching era wise in baseball so if that's the case you just need him down for money reasons and for him to get seasoning he might be up if that's the case, he might be more likely to be called up past September 1st, and that's dependent upon the Indians making the playoffs. Tyler, just your quick thoughts on that. I don't know if he will be. I mean, I think that the team seems well enough without him to give him the shot. I mean, I feel like there's there's two times when you call up a player, either when you're losing really bad, basically, and you're like, whatever, or if you're like there and you're like, well, maybe we need this extra player, but they see him well enough right now where they're like, let's not hurt him. Let's leave him there, get him his time, and not rush him. And I think that now they can they can take the chance at not calling him immediately. Give him give the team, I think, till the end of July. See where they're at after the, at the All-Star break, going into August. I think that's when you start making decisions. It's That's the whole buy or sell time. Bring up guys, not are we going to just, you know, are we think, are we almost in the playoffs and the other guy, are we out and maybe get some time. So I think don't call him now. I say not now. That's a good question, Pops. Do you think that they'll call him up if, because it is the Pittsburgh Pies, they're really trying to snap that winless season streak. So do you think it's more or less likely that they'll keep him down while they're trying to make a playoff run? I think if everything continues to work out and you continue to get uh, Francisco Lariano pitching as well as he did and everybody else, you'll keep them in AAA. But, I mean, if, if it looks like that use another arm, maybe in July and you're close or then that he could be called up. It's really dependent upon how well how well they do. I, I, I don't know if he's really going to be thought of in the sense of that. I mean, they could very well go out and go out and get a veteran arm and keep Cole in the minors all year. I mean, it's just really dependent on how much seasoning they want to get for him. But I think it's likely that he could he won't be called up until post the September first call ups. I don't I don't know if those two things the Pirates playoff run and how well Cole is pitching are really you know connected. I don't really think they are. Okay, so he's been kind of inconsistent. He's been obviously one of their better pitchers, but he's been a little bit inconsistent. So I think that he more than likely. And barring an injury, I think, would be the only reason. Because they're not going to trade him. I think they'll hang on to him, especially with Burnett and Francisco Lariano, who are shorter-term deals. But they continue to find ways to win in exciting fashions. Following them on Twitter, and they uh, actually find a way to get into a few extra inning scraps and get some walk-off hits. It's actually pretty cool. They are, for, for those curious about their schedule, they are home for a vast majority of the schedule, like I said, they are wrapped up this week on the road and then they're home for eight days. They got a day off 
Then they have, I think, another eight days on the road, and they're back home to wrap up the month on the 21st. So they'll be home quite a bit. And if you want to go, all you got to do is send a message to 95.7 The Rocket and say, hey, I heard I could win Indianapolis Indians tickets on the Triple Option podcast. And that enters you for a chance. We got a family four-pack to give away. So don't miss your chance to win. Just wanted to touch on the Indians a little bit. Baseball is a long season. And I think the biggest story, obviously, of Indianapolis has to be the Pacers. They've got the Game 6 win, tied at 3-3, and now heading back to Miami for a deciding Game 7 to decides it all. And, you know... I got to we gave Tyler credit last week so I don't really want to give him any more credit this week. <laughs> but what are the odds? I got I think the first question you got to ask is Pops, what do you what do you realistically give the Pacers in terms of winning this series? I think that it's still uh, I would favor the Heat because they're at home. They have the experience over the Pacers. The Pacers are fairly young and I think clearly I think there's got to be a real sense of desperation because just how LeBron James acted both in, in the uh, foul, he called on him. He ran to the other end of the court. And then when Paul George dunked on him and kind of uh, dunked on Bosch and kind of posed, he, he was griping at George on the way down. Uh, you know, I, I read a couple of interesting articles that people think that realistically that this could be the end of this supposed reign because of the uh, weights, knee, and Bosch is just really just, he's been out to lunch. There's been a litany of teams in NBA history that get close but, you know, you either have to wait your turn to get over that hump, or some teams never do. So, to be honest with you, I think until the Pacers can win a game like this on the road in a high-pressure situation, nationalized, I, I would favor the Heat. They've, they've obviously pushed the Heat probably more than what the Heat thought, and I think there's some frustrations coming up. LeBron's having to do more. They should give him a good game, but I, I, I think that with LeBron James, he's the deciding factor, and I, I favor the Heat. Tyler? Well, I'm going to use the title I've used. This is the title for the series and all that encompasses how the Heat have played for uh, against the Pacers. And my title is Who Wears Number 6 and Flops Like a Fish. Because while I can say the Heat have played well, I think the fact that even if the Heat do win, it deserves a black mark because how much they've gotten away with in this series. And clearly, in their minds, they think the Pacers could win. Because they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't. They would just be, you know, what they did. They would just be playing how they did. It seems like against the Bulls or the Bobcats, where it didn't seem like it was that difficult for them after a while. They, you know, they didn't. It never came down to something like this. And it, they, they, they lost three games. And people don't think they lose three games the entire playoffs. And then they've had to repeatedly do these floppings: Anderson shovings, Wade elbow, you, you know, LeBron acting like a child getting his technical, all these things are adding up saying there's a reason for this. This isn't how they, you know, this isn't exactly how they always play. They're doing this for a reason. And I think it's becoming obvious. The fans aren't stupid. They see this. And the NBA, as much as they want to hide this, throw it on the cover and be like, it's all right, the heatership should win. It's coming out. And I still take the Pacers. I originally took the Pacers, Spurs Pacers, the beginning of the playoffs. I did say six, but I still took the Pacers. Pacers will win and LeBron James will score 40. Wade will be a scumbag. Bosch will look like he is look like a lost child like he did in Game 6, where it seemed like he had no idea what basketball was about. It seems like he was like, I don't know. He it just seems like he doesn't know how to play anymore. He he just looks lost. I, I'm like right in the middle of you two. I think that Pops is right that the Heat should be favored because they are at home. They are experienced. But 
that's about where my argument ends because right now it's literally LeBron James hoping that somebody else will make a few baskets for him. And on the road, I guess obviously you expect your role players and stuff to play worse because it's a hostile environment. So back home, but they just haven't done anything to convince me yet. I mean, game five in Miami was mostly still LeBron. And you can even argue what was clearly an ejectionable call. Anderson should have been tossed, and Hansborough never should have got a technical. And you can argue Anderson is a role player. But what's the big difference if they get that call right the first time? I was telling Tyler off mic afterwards that I said, you know, it's great that they rectified it, but for game six, technically, they are the Heat are still in control. The Heat won the deciding game in game five. That was the big one. And they get to go home for seven, even if the Pacers won six. So it's kind of a makeup call that really doesn't really change the outcome of things. Now, if they win in seven, congratulations for the Pacers. I'm just irritated because the NBA clearly blew that one, or the refs clearly blew that one. They blew it a lot. I mean, there's there's so they many have times blown a lot. that people are like, that's a flop, and the refs call nothing. They repeatedly, and that, I think the, the suspension, and I think the technical was, like to me, the first time the refs were like, well, maybe we shouldn't just give everything to the Heat forever. And maybe we should actually treat LeBron James like a player. And not like some kind of god. I'm I'm assuming that the refs got, or they, maybe the NBA said something. The refs got some kind of backlash because it's just the flopping to me. While it has been bad, is there's some subjectivity to that? There, it's been the obvious ones that irritate yeah, the me. The Anderson, the Wade elbow, those mm-hmm. were completely obvious. The calls that should have been made. Well, I think I think a uh, a response you're saying the bench bench players you know play worse on the road. I saw in game six, or I think it was before game six, they said. The, actually, the Heat play more bench players than the Pacers. The Pacers have most of their starting five on the court. They so do. The starting five will be on the court for most of that game, while the Heat play more of Miller and... Haslam? The other four. No. Anderson? Anderson. No, the, the, the one that shoots the threes, the taller one. Battier. Oh. Battier. Yeah, Battier. And uh, I said Miller. And Coles a bench Coles, player. Allen, I guess. The, those guys that have played, have shown bad, could play bad, while you know, you're going to have the Hibbert, George... West to look great in Game Six. Stevenson West. and Hill. What that's a that's a great story for all the the compliments that we gave when we did the when we were talking about Chicago sports for Nate Robinson. David West played that entire game with a 103 degree temperature. He looked great in that game. He he well he not early he didn't he missed a lot of layups but that's just a gutsy performance when his team needed it. Speaking of which, Pops kind of touched on this. Pops, is this the beginning of the end for the big three being in Miami? Not so much their dynasty or their run together, but legitimately the run where LeBron is like, well, we're back to the Cleveland days. I'm taking off. Because Wade looks like, he's just looked awful. And I'm with you. I think it's chronic. I don't think he'll ever be healthy again. And this has got to be the worst that Boss has ever looked in a Miami Heat uniform. Well, like I said, I read two articles today, and that's kind of the gist of the two articles. And um, Adrian Wojnarowski said that this is on the precipice of this era being over, and it's because it, the thought is that LeBron is having to revert back to when he was in Cleveland when he had to carry everybody, and that's not what he come down here for. He come down here for help, and, you know, that could end up causing tension between the big three because LeBron was quoted as saying, let's be honest, Wade and Bosch are not playing well. You know, and I don't think you could have would imagine him saying that about Bosch and Wade so bluntly two week two weeks ago. I think it's the reason. Initially, I wasn't crazy about LeBron's actions, but I I think it's for he just clearly had frustrated because they thought that they were going to win got X amount of titles in a role role, and they lost in the Dallas in the first year. They won this year. 
they had that 20, 27-game winning streak, so everybody thought this was automatic. And here they're on the verge of being knocked out and not even getting back for a chance to defend their title. So yes, I, I honestly think that if they lose tonight, you could start having fingers pointed between LeBron, Wade, and Bosch because that's not what this team was built for. The team was not built to be beat in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was built to win championships. And I think everybody thought they would win a couple with, with, with Wade's situation. And for all we know, Bosch could be losing confidence or feeling like he's, a, he's the type that pouts. Maybe he just feels like he's being left out and he's pouting. I mean, I don't know. But he, this, this very well could be the end. And I, and I think, you know, as I've said before, I firmly believe now that LeBron will opt out. But I think they're all, they will all opt out looking for big contracts. But I think LeBron is going to seriously have to look at this and realize, I'm not going to win any more titles here. So I think not only will he opt out, I think the chances of him leaving after next season are going up. Tyler, your quick thoughts, or well, your thoughts in general on that, is this the sign that the big three in Miami is no longer going to exist because of how much LeBron has... just this? this I, think, I think anyone that was a logical fan knew that at some point that, that w- the, the opt-out was going to happen because you were like, okay, let's be honest. Bosch is a second fiddle. He's always been a second fiddle. Wade just can't stay healthy, so you knew that at some point LeBron was going to be like, well, you guys aren't good enough anymore. I'm gone. But I think this series is really exposed just how quickly that has come upon us. I think if they lose, it'll be like, it'll be worse than that Boston Red Sox debacle where it just fell apart. It'll just be like a window that somebody just threw a hammer at and just shattered to pieces. Spolstra is just gone. Wade, Lee, Wade, I think Wade will be the only one left there. Bosch just says, screw it, and goes and plays for a crappy team. LeBron says, I want to win. Every, like, I think this, I think if they lose, I think after, if that happens after they do that, the team could just shatter to pieces, and you could see the Heat being like the worst team, like worse than the Bobcats. Because think about it, how much that team is any like who on that team is young, develop potential talent. I mean, all, all there is is Chalmers and Cole, basically. There's nothing else. Everybody's about to, everybody's on the wrong side of thirty, and this team is about to just this team is about to be a ship that's just got it's just gonna be on fire and going down. It's it's on it's. I think it's the beginning of the Titanic going down. It's big. It's going to take a while, but it's going to hit the ground hard pretty soon. Based on your your statements before, Pops, about how you're starting to see some frustration, I think, out of Miami, do you think that puts more pressure on Miami in this Game 7 because the Pacers weren't technically supposed to even make it seven games? Well, that's yeah, I think that is a legitimate argument, that the Pacers are playing with house money. Nobody thought that they were going to beat the Heat. Here they stand the chance. The Heat were not only the prohibitive favorites to win the East, they're the prohibitive favorites to win the whole thing. So, yes, the pressure is on Miami to win it, clearly. I mean, the, the Pacers going to go in there loosey-goosey you know, not, with nothing to lose because who thought they were going to get this far? I don't think anybody really gave much of a chance. Tyler, none, of the, none of the pundits, well, okay, he, but I mean, most of the experts would say, say the people who follow and, and write about the NBA on a daily basis said the Heat worked. So, yes, the pressure is going to be on the Heat. LeBron carried them in Game 5, and they're going to have to get something out of Wade and Bosch. You know, can, can they rise up to that occasion? I am officially taking the nickname, the Pacers Pundit, because I took them. I took them all the way. I rode that horse through the playoffs. Tyler, do you think that the pressure is solely on the Heat because the Pacers weren't supposed to get to 7? Uh, well, I think there's a, de- a lot of pressure on Heat, but I, I do agree with that. I remember I, I heard somebody on ESPN, I think it was after the Heat won the first series, they were like, they're like, uh, they said the over/under on Heat losses was three and a half, and they took the under. And I was like, I was like so cocky. I was like, 
ESPN is basically saying the Heat are going to win. Everybody, stop thinking people are going to, anyone else is going to win. Just listen to us. We know the Heat will win. And now that if the, if the Heat, I just, I think the pressure is on them. Because if they lose, think about how, like, think about the summer they lost to Dallas and how everyone's like the summer of LeBron. Like, he can't pass LeBron. What are you thinking about? How does it feel? This will be the summer they're like, what are you going to do differently? You were supposed to make the finals. You won 26 games in a row. What do you think of LeBron? What do you think, Wade? They're just going to go after them and just kill them with comments. And I think they have they have to win the finals. Because if they don't, after they win it once, they have to win it. And after the not one, not two, not three, they have to win. If they don't win, they're just going to be raked over the coals hard by everybody and just called and lebron's gonna they're gonna be like lebron can't win it he can't you know he picked the wrong team wade is done bosh is overrated they'll just go after them what do you expect for this game tyler because i think you've already started to see some frustration from the heat and technicals have been flying pretty loose out of the whistles already this series and with the game seven these teams don't like each other it's it's for the whole kit and caboodle I, I expect in a real physical game, like if I said the over-under on technical fouls was four. Over, well, you got to make it a half. Okay, if the over-under on technical fouls was three and a half. I want to go over. It's going to be, it's going to be, because it's, this is it. I mean, how many, how many technical fouls were called in uh, game six? Uh, game one. six, I think it was three. I think game five was five, I believe. Oh, yeah, one got taken away. But I, I, I take over that. I, I say four five maybe six it's gonna be a tough game and i think lebron is just gonna shoot and keep shooting take the fouls wade is going to play dirty like he always does bosh is just gonna look lost around west and hibbert and hibbert and west and george i think are just gonna come away and own that game and i think and i think george is the one that's gonna finally just take that game because everyone after like game four or game three he only had like nine points Everyone's was like oh george oh, he's, he's overrated he's not as good as lebron like they, LeBron figured out George, he can get past them. I think George is gonna come away, and they're gonna, and they're, the team is gonna show that LeBron by himself has already been proven he cannot win. He went to the finals in 07, got swept by the Spurs because LeBron is not a team. He needs players and a bunch of role players like Miller and Battier and Haslam and Cole are not a team. Wade and Bosh are done. Pacers are gonna win. Pops, just real quick, if I said the over and under on technicals was three and a half, would you take the over or the under? No, I think it's over because I think you're going to have to watch the Anderson situation against the Pacers. He's come out initially saying they're not going to change, and then I think he kind of recanted that. But he is who he is. And I think the frustration of the, of the Heat, if the Pacers stick around, and which they probably should, into the third quarter, fourth quarter, I think you're going to see it. Especially if Wade and Bosch continue to struggle. I think Wade is frankly could be on the technical simply because I think he, he realizes he cannot do what he did. And I think it's just it's natural to have that frustration when you when you can't do what like you used to do and your team's going down. Especially with this team as celebrated as this, he's a bunch of goofs are who are dancing around and they're saying six, seven, and eight championships. Yeah, I, I think there's a definitively chance that there's going to be four or five. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I'd, uh, if there's not a, somebody thrown out, I would be surprised. Tyler, do you agree with that? I was going to ask that. Do you think somebody will be ejected? I, actually, I think so much somebody will be ejected. I'm going to start predicting on who it was. All right. If somebody's going to be ejected, I'm going to predict it's going to be... I'm going to predict Haslam will be thrown out of the game. Haslam? You're already here first. 
Donald Haslam is going I, to be I'd buy that. Game. I think Wade could get a technical. I think Wade's smart enough to not get ejected, so I think it would be one of the role players. Pops, do you think, is it just that Wade and Bosch are playing badly? I guess, no, that's not it. What is the percentage you put it between Wade and Bosch playing badly and the combination of Hibbert, West, and George defense? Well, I guess the Pacers, the starting five of the Pacers, basically. Well, obviously, I, I still continue to say Wade is hurt, and he can only dial it up and spurts, not like he can do it all the time. But I think the front line of the Pacers, Hibbert and West, you get credit for the defense, and I think it's truly affecting Bosch. And I think to a certain extent it's affecting Wade because that's how he, the way he can score is it drives the basket and hit layups. I think his jump shot's kind of shot. And I think it's, they're really wearing on Chris Bosch's ability to, to – play well and I think he's his confidence is down so I think I think a kind of combination of both Hibbert and West have got to continue doing that for them to win I think that's clearly clearly the, how they win is that, is that George plays well but they've got to have West and they got to have Hibbert with 20 plus points and 11 plus rebounds and continue to claw in the middle if he does that then they have a very good chance to win Tyler, what would you put the percentage at between Wade hurt Bosch overrated versus the defensive play of the Pacers in general, but especially Hibbert and West, who have just been lights out pretty much this entire series. I don't think it's as much the defense of the Pacers. Well, I think they are great defense. They were better known as a three-pointer defense. They were the best three-point defense. They weren't as much a defense, I guess, in the front. Like they, Hibbert and West are good, but I think you'd give them a little too much credit, especially because in as the series came on, people, they started realizing that you could, if you pulled Hibbert and West out with James and Bosch taking shots, you could get past that so I like I don't think so like Bosch isn't gonna play and then I I think it has I think this is just problems that you saw coming that these are problems that were always there that James could hide versus lesser teams but they're playing a real team and pressure situation and Wade and Bosch are faltering because they just don't have the snuff to do it they didn't beat Dallas two years ago they had trouble with Boston Eastern Conference Finals last year this is happening again and James is the only one, and James is just getting older, and his athleticism is going away. And you know, if, as much as that, as much as he could true. do it, as much as he could do it a lot by himself, he can't do it all. And these guys are just not helping, and they're it's getting to their heads because James is basically saying these guys suck. I got to do it on my own, and this is this is breaking this apart. I don't think it's as much the Pacers. I think this is the Heat just collapsing inside itself. Pops, that's a good point. You kind of touched on it earlier when you mentioned James's press conference, because I, I didn't add this, but I believe Wade came out. They asked Wade later in that same press conference, and he said that, well, I need the ball more. I need to get in rhythm. I need to get more touches. And so they're, you know, they're, they're star players, or Wade used to be a superstar, whatever you want to call him now. And I think when it comes to the court, they can kind of shut up and do their job, but is this going to be? Is this something where you could just see James from the get go in Game Seven feel the pressure and and just go 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 and maybe stop looking so much for Wade and Bosch because he's tired of watching shots not fall? First of all, LeBron James is not old. He's not losing his athleticism. He's he's twenty eight and he's in his prime. Let's, let's make sure we get that straight, okay? He's almost second, on the wrong side of thirty. <laughs> second, no, he's he's in his prime, okay. Secondly, you'll know you'll know early. I mean, a lot of people thought that the way that Dwayne Wade was giving answers that he got to get the ball, got to get the rhythm, but he was trying to blame everybody but himself. And that wouldn't make sense for somebody who's going out acting the way he is, throwing elbows and taking cheap shots. That he's going to blame everybody else for himself. I just he might realize it to a point, 
maybe he's kind of in denial that he is losing it. And when was the last time Dwayne Wade said, I got to get the ball? I mean, because LeBron is known as, as someone who's more willing to pass it than shoot it. But I think he's also considered one of the smartest players in the league right now and, and, and excellent basketball IQ. So, I mean, he will pass it to you as long as you're making it. But if, if you're going to miss it, you know, you're going to cost your team. I think LeBron's going to try to take it on his shoulders and win. I think he's, he wants to win. And I think he's tired of watching these guys who, you know, they sat down and said, hey, we're in this to win titles. And then I think it will be a monumental collapse of epic proportions if they couldn't even get out of the East this year, considering how much of a prohibitive favorite they were. So I think you'll know early. My guess is LeBron will try to get him going in the first quarter. I think he'll probably go out of his way. But if they're not hitting, if they just look like inactive or ineffective, I think LeBron from the second quarter on, or maybe even the part of the first, You'll, you'll see LeBron basically try to win this on his own. Right. Okay, before we wrap it up here, I just want to get a quick opinion because, again, Game seven's tonight. We're going to see what happens. But assuming the Heat do win, what do you what do your, do you give the Spurs even more chance? We kind of talked about this a little bit, I think, two weeks ago, maybe last week, about the Spurs-Heat possible matchup. And while the Spurs aren't technically as young as the Pacers, I think the Spurs have more proven stars. They have the depth, more depth than Miami, more depth than the Pacers. And while Hibbert is 7-2, Tim Duncan's probably having his best defensive season guarding the rim. So do you even think the Heat, even if they get past the Pacers, can win the finals anymore? Because I can't imagine that life gets any easier for Wade and Bosch if they run up against when they run up against the Spurs if they win. I think even if they win, that the fact that they've been stressed to seven games um, has shown this open up some ideas on how you defend them. And I, and I think it's just going to make it that much tougher for them to beat the Spurs. Now, now maybe, you know, they'll come out of this and maybe the Pacers are just a bad matchup for the Heat, kind of like what the Bulls were, because the Bulls were the last team the Heat wanted to see in a second round. Maybe the Pacers are somebody they didn't want to see either. They'd rather play the Knicks. But going into this, they'd have to say that it looks like it, it's not going to be a, an easy win. If they're looking at six or seven games, yeah, I think it really depends how the Spurs, they're going to need to at least win one game, obviously, I think on at Miami, but I, don't, I want to see how they come out and play the first couple games at Miami after being off for, I think, what amounts to nine days. Right. Tyler, your quick opinions on that possible Spurs heat matchup. I think LeBron James is going to go down just like he went down in 2007, if he gets that far, which he will not. Are you calling it for a sweep? No, I'm, saying, I'm not even calling it a sweep. I'm calling a heat won't even see the finals. Oh, so they want it. I, that's not where we're at. Okay, I get that you picked the pace, and I'm saying if the Heat run into the Spurs, what do you think happens? Hey, I say Spurs are winning five. Five over the Heat. And five over the Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah it was over zero. Five over the Heat. People didn't even think the Heat would lose three games. In this, I would have. I mean, that was bogus in itself because the Bulls weren't going to get swept. They just had too much guts. So that was a dumb statement to begin with because that means they'd have to, to make his. To stay under three, they could only lose one per round, and that's just stupid. They're not that good. Nobody's nobody's that good. Nobody is that good. Jordan even played game sixes and sevens and finals. All right, we're wrapping it up this week. We're going to be paying close attention tonight against the Pacers Heat. We'll obviously be back to talk some more Indians next week and then recap or possibly preview. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe the Pacers will win, and then we'll be talking about the finals next week. So we're going to get out of here. Again, make sure to message 95.7 The Rocket on Facebook to try and win your chance at some Indians tickets. A family four-pack. Otherwise, we're signing off for the triple option. I'm Blair Gunther. Tyler Gunther. Harold Gunther.